episode 20 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. This podcast has a mixed bag of issues that are going to be discussed, but the central theme of this podcast is going to revolve around the idea of how wealthy the children of Israel actually are. And it's not from a spiritual standpoint, but it's from a physical standpoint. So as we delve into these issues, sit back and relax. We are going to go on this journey. Come along with us. Hebrews in exile. Let's go. Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. I've been thinking about our Hebrew people, African Americans, and wherever it is that we are on the planet Earth. Mm. And keeping with the narrative of understanding our history and while it is we haven't really um, shared our sources with in our podcast with with people, mm. um, I want them to know that the only one and true source is the Hebrew are the Hebrew Scriptures, and the Hebrew Scriptures can be found in different biblical sources, such as. Uh, David Stern's Complete Jewish Bible is one. Uh, the Hebrew Roots Bible is two. And then there is the literal um, uh, tikkun, yeah, the tikkun which, yeah. which has the actual Hebrew and the e and the transliteration right. of the Hebrew in it. The Kumash, yeah, the Kumash, the Kumash, right? Kumash and um, those, yeah. those, those are our sources. And you know, one of the things that you have to know is that there are very few, nil to none, writings that are out there to study that are the product of Hebrew Israel. Correct. Right. It doesn't and, speak. You know, yeah. and while it is that we have this thing of wanting to crucify the Akhenazi, I look at it within the framework of understanding that the father had a system that needed to be preserved. Mm -hmm. And while his system needed to be preserved, his people were in exile. And consequently, with his people being in exile, they are, they weren't writing anything that Most High had taught them through the prophet Mashe and the other emissaries that are associated with our heritage. Right. So, kind of left the caretaker like a steward. Yeah, and so these Oxenazi Jews, and, and I know most a lot of uh, Hebrew Israelites despise them and hate yeah. them. Yet and still, they have been the preservers of the Hebrew language, even if it's Yiddish. It doesn't make any difference when you look at the consonants in which that they are, whether they're ancient Paleo or modern Hebrew. An ox is still an ox, a lament's still a lament. 
Right, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, and, and, a, and, a, and a bet is still a bet, and a hay is still a hay, right. irrespective of, of, what, of what the issues are. So the language has been preserved uh, for us to glean the kind of information that's valuable for us to understand Scripture at this point in time in, in the history of our people. Our people are in exile across the four corners of this world. And the other thing that's very critical to understand, that as we talk about African-American or the African-Hebrew-Israelite and people of color, all people of color are not Hebrew-Israelites. This is true. Yeah. Um, Some of the people, Mm -hmm. some of the people of color that are in the land uh, or in that that are in the places where Israel has been dispersed are not there because they were exiled there. They're here because they chose to come to the various places in the world that, you know, the multitude of people reside. So my point that I want to get to tonight is that from a prior podcast that we did looking at the poverty that resides amongst Hebrew Israelites in exile, and particularly in this United States of America where we have over 85,000 plus Christian black churches that reside really? in poverty-stricken yeah, in poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Wow, I didn't realize it was that much. Oh, and that's and that's and wow. I'm not and I'm not sure that that's that's a that's a correct counting, and because Ooh. there are a lot of black churches that are in storefronts and in corners and what have you, that they're they're I mean they're kind of like <laughs> in some cities they're you know in some cities we used to say man there's a liquor store in every corner. Well, along with the liquor store in every corner, there's a there's a black there's a black church also. And, and you know what was in that video that we we had talked about uh, uh, quite a bit? Uh, uh, the uh, con, what was it? Contagious? No, what was it called? Um, uh, uh, I forget uh, now. Something of faith. Yeah, uh, yeah. Contradiction. Contradiction. Of faith. Yeah, exactly. He says in that in that uh, documentary, he says you realize that there's a black church and then there's a liquor store in every corner. You can get drunk at both. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> With that being the case, and doing our study in the Torah of Mashe, and the Torah of Mashe that the Most High has given him to, to, to be an orator of for Hebrew Israel, is a wonderful study that helps us understand our, our past. Yeah. If you don't understand your past, you won't understand your future. And the narratives that we're living in, in this exile, are hideous. Um, They are, they are. (laughs) It's such a true statement. It means so much more when you realize what the Most High has given us as a people as far as just everything that we've acquired. 
Yeah, and we, and we don't know that because we're studying a history that has been cut off. Right, and 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 the fact is, is that you have to realize that the Greeks and the Romans don't want you to know your history because as long as you don't know your history, you don't know where you come from. If you don't know where you come from and who you're connected to, then you're you're out there saying, well, I don't know who I am. Right. But I'm here to tell you, I, and I want you to, I really mm-hmm. want you to understand, your ancestors were, come from Father Abraham. And they come from the 12 sons of Yaakov, Jacob. And we are part of a nation that belongs to the Most High. And the thing that I want you, what you, what you have to understand, we are a product of the Most High who happens to love us in a way that you cannot even begin to wrap your head around and imagine. Mm. I mean, you yeah. talk about you love him. You know, people talk about I love God. You don't even know him. Exactly. You don't. You don't. You 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 know of him, but you don't know him until you study him with a Hebraic mind, and right. he's able to to reveal himself to you in terms of who he is and how much how much he loves. Uh, the nation of Hebrew Israel, and I'm talking about Hebrew Israel because I have to separate it from Ashkenazi Israel. Right, right, right. Hebrew right. Israel is the is the nation that the Most High has taken for His own self, and whom He said, "Hear, O Israel, I am Yahweh your Elohim, and you shall not have any other Elohim beside me. And know this for a certain, I am a jealous Elohim. Absolutely. And and with that, with that whole idea, you look at a man, and one of the things that that strikes me in marriage, um, a person that has the means uh, to marry a woman and to give her the kind of wedding that is just off the charts and awesome not like not like we've done you know we we do the best we can we spend maybe a couple thousand dollars we get all dressed up and we march down the aisle before before the uh whoever is <laughs> doing the ceremony and we right. think and we think we all that and, and, and a slice of bread you don't really understand when the Most High married Israel, you mm-hmm. people don't understand what he gave her as a as a wedding, as 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 his, as his betrothal, as his wedding gift to her. You don't you don't you don't you don't have a clue. Mm. You don't have a clue, and the reason why you don't have a clue is because you won't study your history and your connection. And a lot of Hebrew Israelites that are in exile, are in denial mm-hmm. of even wanting to be connected to the one who loves them more than you can even begin to imagine. Yeah. I mean, you said something there that, that resonated with me. Um, the issue of a the jealous husband and what a husband is supposed to do. According to text and scripture, a husband is supposed to provide three things for his wife. 
And those are roof over her head, clothes on her back, and not to deny her. And the most high allegorically, now we don't spiritually do a lot of spiritualization, but this is just it's it's too in your face. Most high said, I'm gonna what? Give you a place to stay. Where? The land. Yeah. I'm gonna show you how I'm the perfect husband for you. Right. I'm gonna put you in the land. I'm gonna clothe you. I clothed you for 40 years. Your shoes didn't wear out. Your shoes didn't wear out. And your clothes never tore. And you weren't hungry. And you weren't hungry. I am providing a lifestyle upon which to show you that I'm in my role. All I'm asking you to do is one thing. It's what a husband expects out of his wife, to be faithful. Yeah, and it's interesting that, (laughs) (laughs) you know... We have become excited over the narrative of a guy who took two fishes and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000. <laughs> and we think that's something. The Most High mm-hmm. took nothing and fed almost 8 million for 40 years. Right. That's another key point. He didn't start with anything. It was just there in the morning. It was there in the morning. He gave them quail to eat. And he gave them manna to eat for 40 years in the wilderness. Their clothes did not wear out. And as you said, their shoes did not wear out. Because the God of Israel who says, I am the first, I am the last. And beside me, there shall be no other. And if there is, Mm -hmm. tell him to disclose to me the past, the future, the present and the future. Right. Right. So so when we think about when we think about who who our husband is and who our God is. And you know, I I I I, I want to I, I want to really get into and talk about the uh, aspect of the narrative of the Song of Solomon because mm. the Song of Solomon, oh man, it if if and and oh wow. It is such a narrative love story and a love conversation right. between a husband and a wife that's it's almost it's almost like wow there is where you get to know and you get to find out how much your husband the Elohim of Abraham Yitzchak and Yaakov and the nation of Israel really loves his people now with that being said and going back to the question of the issue of the aspect of the numbers of black churches that are in poverty, poverty, poverty stricken, yeah. stricken neighborhoods, you don't have a clue what the Most High did for his wife. And you, you, you brought you brought this out so so beautifully in the lesson that you taught. Uh, on from uh, from the book of Shemot, I forget what the title of the parish hall is now, but it's a Piduke, which was uh, the P- last, P- yeah, P- the last, the last, last the actually last, six, but last three chapters, last three chapters of Shemot, where the Most High has instructed um, Israel concerning building the Mishkan, and uh, you asked us a question. Um, if you had to build one room that was your your go-to room, 
how much would you spend on it? That was a that was a provocative <laughs> question. And in our in our westernized mind, you know, we 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 thought that perhaps um, was a hundred thousand. That's what we started. At. We had people who were saying, "Oh, uh, I'd spend five thousand, and then it went ten thousand, and then oh, okay, but are you sure? Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. you're lowballing it. Yeah. So, and then it got up to a hundred grand. They said, "Okay, let's cap it out at a hundred k." So, when you think about one room, <laughs> one room that we think is a magic room that if we spent $100,000 on it, it would be the palm. Yeah, have a waterfall in it, pool, <laughs> it retractable be, couch. It would be the palm. <laughs> Israel is only poverty-stricken because of her lack of obedience and her idolatry in worshiping a God that's not hers. That's the only reason why she's poverty-stricken in this exile. It's the only reason why she's stumbling around looking like she don't have a home and looking like who'd have thought it and right. and you know and looking for the brighter day when Jesus is going to save you and take you to heaven and you're going to live in a much better place. So um, I, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Well, scratch that. Right. Because the place that he has prepared for us and he prepared for us, he, he extricated us out of because we fell into idolatry and we're still in idolatry to this day. Mm. But now let's go back and look at something. Yeah. The Most High gave a pattern to Mashe to build the Mishkan or the tabernacle. Yes. And he said, see to it that you build it according to the pattern that I've shown you. Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> do I have to answer yes, that? Yes, you do. Why? <laughs> why did why was he specific in saying build it according to the pattern that I have shown you? Well, what I had explained was this is a people that has spent quite a bit of time in Mitzrayim. They were under an idolatrous nation. They were exposed to it all the time. So if they were going to build, if I told you to build something, you would build it according to what you've seen before in the past, what your experiential knowledge is. So I don't want, as the most high, I don't want anything to remind you of what I took you out of. Right, right. So right. build it according to this pattern, not what you think, but this pattern that I'm telling Moshe to articulate into the architect yeah, and general and, contractor. And, I, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you that pattern. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the pattern. I'm going to give you all, all, I'm going to give you the blueprints. Mm -hmm. And I need you to build this according to the blueprints that I am giving you so that it doesn't resemble anything at all that you've been associated with in your life. Right. 
Absolutely. So when we come into this exile that we're in, we are a people. I hate to say this. Come on, tell us what you really think. No, I I hate to say this because (laughs) Israel is really a strong, um, multifaceted nation of people Mm -hmm. who are very, very, very talented. Mm -hmm. But we are also a weak people because we're susceptible to, to gravitating to things that are around us. True, very true. We assimilate. Right, because, because we have this problem of trying to be like everybody else when mm-hmm. our husband made us and caused us when we were obedient to him to be different from everybody else. That's right. It's very correct. Very correct. And that difference that we had about us was, it stood out to the point that nations feared us. Hey, hey, Hebrews and Exile, I want you to know something. There was a time on earth when the nations were scared to death of you. The very thought of you coming. The very thought of you coming. Just no, we don't want. We don't want any of this. And 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 when you read our narrative coming coming out of the wilderness and coming into the land of Jericho, we run into a young lady who was uh, who was a keeper of the inn whose name is Rahab. Rahab. And Rahab said to the spies that came, and they said they said that. They said that we've heard about you. We we we've heard about you, and and we are scared to death of you. So you have to you have to know where we have been to understand the downgrade <laughs> yeah. of where we are. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you read the narrative of, of Hebrew Israel coming out of Mitzrayim. And but you don't you don't put to, you don't put together the historical aspect of the amount of wealth that she left Mitzrayim with. Abs- absolutely. You just, you read the narrative and said, well, they, they, they had Passover and then the next morning they got up and they crossed over the Red Sea and Pharaoh chased them in the Red Sea and they got over on the other side of the Red Sea right. and Miriam started playing tambourine and everybody was happy. Right. You don't, you know, you you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to picture what's happening here. They, they, Pharaoh is experiencing. Let's let's put it in United States terms, <laughs> if we can, maybe. In this particular nation, they just experienced a national tragedy. Every single firstborn child has died. Yeah. Okay, 
Yeah. They just want these people gone. Well, I'm gone. Get out. Most High says, you're not going to leave empty-handed. Right. They gave them whatever they wanted. Took gold, silver, all right. a part of the master plan. You're not thinking this at the at the particular time. Right, like what, right, why? Right. Why in the in the world yeah. are they giving us all, all this stuff? There's a silver. reason for it, and that's the thing is that the Most High. If you know about the Most High, and man was made in the image of the Most High, his people are going to be very strategic and master planners. That's what we are. That's what we do. We've that's got, what we do. We we've been bereft of that, but they're leaving Mitzrayim. And they've got one hell of a stimulus check. <laughs> when they left. Yeah, yeah. So 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 when we read the narrative about about tell the children of Israel to bring an offering for the building of the tabernacle. Right. And I think probably every pastor that has built a church has used that passage of scripture. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I need you. I need you all to bring an offering so we can build us. We can build this. We can build this. We can build this church. Mm-hmm. Well, heck, you building a church that probably costs maybe, maybe. Mm, no, not Dave. Money probably cost you maybe a good one, good size one. Cost you maybe a million or two. Maybe a million or two. Yeah, couple of million. Now I'm I'm in terms of California yeah, where we yeah, are. Yeah, you you build you gonna build something, and if you're just a small little church, you're probably gonna spend about maybe eight hundred thousand nine, maybe a million dollars, million, million dollars to yeah. build to build a sanctuary that seats probably maybe five hundred people. Mm-hmm. And 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 you think you've done something, right? Well. Yeah, that's accommodating 500 people. We, we ain't talking about the, just the two we're getting ready to talk about because there are only two people in there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, boy. Exactly. Okay. So the point that I'm trying to make and I'm trying to draw you into is understanding that Israel, Israel, are, they are not people who are pompers. Not in the least. The most high made the nations give us gold and silver. So much gold and silver that when the Most High got ready to build, have them to build the tabernacle and bring the money to do it, he told them to stop, don't bring any more. Right, because we got too much already. Now think, I want you to think about it. Don't don't bring any more Mm -hmm. because we got too much. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so you think a million dollar church in today's standard or two million in today's standard is a monumental thing and mm-hmm. it's a it's your three million and it's it looks like it looks like Taj a cathedral Mah- yeah, Taj, Mahal. Like Taj Mahal yeah you think you think you've done something <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I want I want you to I'm trying to I'm trying to draw you in to understand the nature of who we are because when you understand who you are, you're better able to stand tall, stand stand straight, mm-hmm. and listen to what the Most High has said. Because what he has done in the past, he is going to repeat again in the future. Absolutely. 
He's the same yesterday, day, and forever. Whatever he did yesterday, he's going to do the same thing again today with the same people, with Israel again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to be happy to tell you. I can't. I don't. I don't <laughs> have it right now at my fingertips in Scripture, but I know it's in the Book of Ezekiel. That when we leave this exile, we are not going to leave this exile poor. Just like Israel didn't leave Mitzrayim poor, just like Father Abraham went down into Mitzrayim, and when they asked him to leave, mm-hmm. he didn't leave poor. He no. left. He left with a with a no. with a, with, a, with a pot load, mm-hmm. uh, not only money but right. but sheep and 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 livestock. Right. So let's get to this. So we think maybe three million dollars for a building. Three million. Okay. We'll, is, we'll cap it at three. Oh, is, right. is probably um, a, a glorious thing. Right. Many rooms. Now, what did Israel bring for the building of the tabernacle? And we're just talking just material. Yeah, we're just, just talking about you. And we're talking material, mm-hmm. and we're only talking about the metals. We're, and we're not talking about the labor. Yeah, we're not talking about labor, and we're not talking about the 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 linens that were used. We're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about strictly metals that were brought. And there was three kinds of metals that were brought. Gold was brought, silver was brought, and bronze. Yeah, now 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 I I want I, I want you I want you to hear this because I, I want I really want you to get this. <laughs> I want you to get this. This is astonishing. Okay. This is astonishing. So, so they drop shipped (laughs) the materials for building the Mishkan. We're talking one room. Yeah, just one. We're talking, we're not talking about the pastor's office. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're not talking about this lanai. Right. We're not talking about all the little ambiances that go into today's uh, pastor's mm-hmm. quarters in, <laughs> in the church. We're talking about one room in Israel mm-hmm. that was the central room of where the presence of the Most High met the Kohanim and abided in the presence of Israel mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Right. Now, now, be, be, before we before we disclose this this monumental this monumental source of of funds that they're traveling with, you got to realize that when Israel left Mitzrayim, they were encountered by Assyria. That's right. They went to war. They went to war with Assyria, with the Assyrians, mm-hmm. uh, and the Assyrians were uh, the other people of color. They were not. They were not brown-skinned people. They were the people of another color. And they went to war with these people. Mm -hmm. They went to war with these people, and they were carrying on their backs and in their saddlebags and on their persons. Probably, since the most I told them to stop bringing any money, and gold and silver, mm-hmm. they were probably carrying in today's standards probably a hundred million dollars. Mm. Easily. Oh. Oh, easily. Because when you get to where you're going to get, I'm going to go somewhere. Easy. easy. 
They were they were carrying on their person gold, silver, bronze. Easy. Yeah. Worth in excess, more than likely, of a hundred million dollars. In today's standard. <laughs> That's right. This is not a broke people. We were not poor. We were not poverty stricken. Mm-hmm. That's what we came out of slavery with. Right. Um, what did we come out of slavery? Oh, oh I knew you was going to go there. <laughs> we are in 1863 when they signed that Emancipation Proclamation, and then on Juneteenth. Yeah, and so and, we're. And, and, and what did you have? Yeah, and we're still in slavery. <laughs> to this day, we're still in slavery. I mean, we had some. We had some. Some people that that produced wealth, mm -hmm. but not to the extent that the whole nation of Israel brought with them out of Mitzrayim. That's cold-blooded you made that parallel. It really is, because literally, okay, Most High, they were with the Most High. They left Mitzrayim. They left these places with money. And then we get over here to the diaspora, and we're following after some other god, and then we didn't leave with anything at all. And we're poor. And we're still poor. And um, why? And he died and didn't leave you a, oops. <laughs> <laughs> he died and didn't leave you a darn thing. Nothing. Nothing in the wheel? No. What, nothing left? No. No. I get nothing. No. No. He oh. left, he left mm. you with hope for a better day in heaven. That's what he left you with. He didn't leave you with a, He didn't leave you with any gold. Didn't leave you with any silver. Didn't leave you with any bronze. Didn't leave you with anything, but but hope. But hope. And hey, Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson, <laughs> honor your preaching. Keep hope alive. No, keep it alive. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not functioning on hope, right? Any longer. I once was there, mm. but I'm not there anymore because I come to realize that studying the history of my family and the Elohim that is the Elohim of my family and you talk about my father is rich in houses and land he doggone sure is yeah he can prove it and, and he, he got the receipts and to he prove has, it he has the receipts in scripture to, to prove, prove it. it yep so let's talk about this <laughs> yeah let's talk about some receipts yep <laughs> let's do we, it because the numbers are in there we building we building the church for three million dollars and we think we got something. Okay? Okay. Or even four million dollars we think we got something. Or maybe five million dollars we think. Or maybe ten million dollars we think we got something. And you know, the thing is, is that our mindset too, check this out. Most High never set a dollar amount. He didn't. We set a dollar amount and say we need X amount of dollars because this is what we're gonna do. Uh-uh. Nope. Bring me what you got. I'll tell you when to stop. I'll tell you when to stop. Because <laughs> guess, guess what? Because I know I know what you're carrying. Right. I know exactly how much. I know what you're be. carrying, and I know I know the purpose. And you have to remember something. I put it in the nation's mind to, to give, give you, to you that to get your behind <laughs> up out of the land and away from them. I I I, I and and the, and the scriptures talk about the same thing going to happen in this next redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before you leave Miss Ryan, go yeah, so, buy that ATM machine. So okay, so we got this. We got this this church in the ghetto neighborhood. Okay, that's worth ten million dollars. Let's go ten. All right, 
I don't know what TD Jakes Church is worth. It's big, it's huge, it probably is about ten, maybe whatever. But mm-hmm. it, but trust me. That's a that's a compound, it's a campus. Yeah, but trust me, <laughs> it don't measure up to the one room that the most high had Israel right. build exactly. for him. Exactly. It was it was how much in today's standard? It's, they dropped no, no. This this is just this is not labor. This is just material. Material. Yeah, material. In today's money. They spent $59 million just on that room alone. And keep in mind, I want you to do the conversion because it was a lot more than that. And I went back and I took a look at the inflation rate because that's in 2021 money. Yeah. If you go back all the way to 1750, if they were to build it, then it would be in the billions. It's one room, one room. So what you're doing is once you, 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 they got all the the receipt is there. He told it's them in, how much it's, gold it's they scripture. had. It's right in scripture. It's right there in scripture. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is do the conversions. Right. And say, if I was going to build this right now in 1750, somewhere in there, it'd be in the billions. If I was to build it now with inflation, because $1 in today's money is like $45 or 65 somewhere in there. And a couple hundred years ago. So it's way more than today's, but $59 million for one room? For one room. One room, the Mishkan, one room. And they still had money left over. The Holy of Holies, the outer court with the table of showbread and the candelabra were. Mm -hmm. That one room, how much? $59 million. $59 million. And the most I told them, (laughs) Don't bring any more. Right. And that and we and 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 construction hasn't even started yet. Yeah, that's them just drop shipping the material there and say, here, here's all the stuff. Now you gotta put it together. And this was done by the children of Israel. You put it together, you gotta So Israel, so Hebrew Israel, I mean, if you don't know your history, then you don't have anything to look forward to other than well, it's going to be a better life in heaven. Heck no. It's going to be a better life in the land that the Most High said he is going to bring us back to. He's going to bring us back to land. The nations are going to do the same thing in our redemption that that Egypt did to the Hebrew people when they left. They are going to run us out of this exile and they're going to help us to get out of this exile and back to the land and they're going to send us out of here with the same thing that Israel left mm-hmm. Mitzrayim with. Wealth. Wealth. Now, now I, 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 I'm going yeah. to say, yeah, go ahead. You can go on and go to heaven. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, right. But yeah. there's no scriptorial, there's no scriptorial narrative in the Hebrew writings of anybody being in heaven except the Most High himself. Right, right. Yeah, I have created a land for you. Right. And it flows with milk and honey. And you think milk and honey is milk from the cow, cow right. and honey from the bee. <laughs> That's not what he's talking about. Right, exactly. It flows with wealth. Absolutely. And it's going to 
bubble over with wealth once again. And the third temple is going to be rebuilt mm. in the land. And we exactly. And and the and and the narrative in I forget whether it's Ezekiel, which which one of the prophets talks about the rooms and things that are going to be that are going to be a part of the houses that we're going to live in in the land. Oh, it's going to be immaculate because you. It's going to be the pinnacle of. Yeah. It's going to be the center of where everything it's, yeah, it's is. It's going to be the it's going to be the center of the world and all the nations. Mm-hmm. The scripture says, and the nations are going to flow into the land and say, let's go up to Jerusalem for the Torah of the Most High is being taught there. Mm. That says to me that the nations are going to want what you and I are going to experience in the land. And the nations in Jeremiah talk about this idea. Our fathers have inherited lies. What are you saying? Our fathers told us that you, that the Most High had, 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 checked you off and you weren't his people anymore and da 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 mm-hmm. and now we see you back in the land and the temple's being built and you looking all you you got all this going on they lied to us mm. that's right. what Jeremiah says right but let's get back to this read your history let's get back to this I want to leave you with this thought in mind one room one room that Israel, that the Most High had Israel build the Mishkan cost 55, $59. $59 million one room. Not a $10,000 church, not a $10 million church, one room in that he designated to have built for him cost 59 Million dollars. Million dollars. Million dollars. And the money came from us. Right. guess what he didn't have to do? Take out no loan. He didn't have to take out a loan. (laughs) He didn't have to hold an auction. Right. Didn't have to beg him. Didn't have to beg him. Because the scripture starts out that way and says who is willing. Willing. Whoever's heart is willing. So there were some people that didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to, to, to understand that, and I think it draws in that last aspect, because I don't want, I guess for me personally, any of our brethren that are out there say, oh, they over there preaching that prosperity gospel. No, no, and this, no, is this, no, this is, you no. got to understand that this is not an no. individual thing. No. This is about a nation This is about people. a nation of people working together. Which is what we've been trying to, for a common cause that the Most High called into existence and orchestrated, and that a thirteen-year-old young man named Beatsale was the general contractor of. Mm-hmm. Put that whole and Oelioff yeah. worked yep. with him in 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 building this 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 magnificent room that costs. Fifty nine. Let's just round it off to sixty million. <laughs> sixty sixty million dollars, man. And it's in scripture. 
So we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not talking to you about something that can't be proven. You can go into scripture, look at, look at the numbers of yep. what was, what was brought for this and what was brought for that. And then do the, do the, uh, do the, uh, do the conversion, do yeah. The, do the conversion and you'll see that yep. Israel, Israel is not a poor nation. And I'm not talking about Oxenazi Israel. I'm talking about Hebrew Israel. And this is what I want to say, say to you as we close this podcast at this point. Your inheritance is stored up for you. And it's going to be delivered to you at the time of your redemption. You and I have not been redeemed yet. That's right. Yeah. Jesus Christ did not redeem you. Mm -hmm. If Jesus Christ redeemed you, the kingdom of David would be would be restored. There would be peace in the land, and there would be a whole lot of narrative things that are written in Scripture that would take place. But He didn't do that. He didn't do that. So since He didn't do that, He cannot be the Messiah of this day right I'm looking forward to being in the land in the day of our redemption when the most high says I am going to redeem you out of your exile and bring you back to the land and I'm going to restore you right mm. now you <clears throat> talk about the song I'm going to take back everything the devil no, you're not you, you, you're not going to take, take you're not going to take anything back that the devil took from you the most high is going to have them to give it to you mm -hmm. yeah well wow. I, I just I Woo. just I'm, I just wanted to impress it up on your minds because mm. I, I think that we and I, I'm not talking about a story this is not this is not fiction. Yeah, you can back all this up. This is this is we've been talking to you during this podcast about the historical events that have taken place that are associated with our ancestors. Avraham's our ancestor, Mashe is our ancestor. Yaakov is our ancestor. The Hebrew people are our ancestors. Your great-great-grandmother and great-great-great-grandfather and all those folks that came over on the slave trade from the continent of Africa are ancestors that date back to the foundation of people. We are mm -hmm. in this exile because we will not turn back to and worship the God of Israel. Right. That happens to be Yahweh. Until next time, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs>